Welcome on into the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. Um, it is your interim host, Gavin. Um, Chris is not available at the moment. He is getting tested uh, for COVID, so um, not to air his dirty laundry out there, but that's why you don't hear his lovely voice. So, But today I have with me um, P. Smitty and Connor Green. How you folks doing? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for asking, Gavin. I really appreciate that. Of course. Dude, I really I really like the era of you being the host. It just feels a lot more <laughs> it's already vibe around here. Start. Yeah, it's also a nice start. <laughs> Morale is at an all-time high. Okay. <laughs> well, so today for you guys, we got uh we're doing an NFC preview. Last episode was the AFC preview. Um, we're kind of doing this last minute. We, you know not the most responsible this week, uh, but today we'll have the, like I said, the NFC preview, and then we'll also be doing a quick rundown of our picks against the spread for tomorrow's games. Um, so you'll yeah, probably... So hopefully, we'll, hopefully listen to this a couple hours before the game, oh, already getting hyped, yeah, getting excited for our first Sunday. Exactly. So hopefully you're either listening to this Saturday evening or, you know, pre-game, uh, before the games, pre-NFL kickoff. So um, I think... And uh, Connor was c- kind of right on this in honor of Thursday night's uh, start of the season. We're going to talk about the NFC East. Um, I feel like, you know, Chris and Connor, big NFC East guys. And so um, we can shit talk the Giants as much as we want now that Chris is in here. So um, what like do you guys feel like there's any possible way? I mean, I guess not any possible way. Okay, what has to go? What has to happen in order for the Cowboys to lose this division? Um, I mean, if the if things keep happening like what happened on Thursday, they could lose this division. They're a very good team, but they're also very unlucky. I feel like they're almost getting like a Chargers vibe at this point. With all the Greg Zerline miss kicks and the the poor Dude, red Greg, zone offense. Yeah, Greg the Leg had a rough rough start to the season for him. But, I mean, the Cowboys are clearly the best team in the NFC East. They have the best quarterback. They should win it. But just because the Cowboys should win a game doesn't mean that they will win games, as we have seen, as I have seen as a Cowboys fan for the past decade plus. I don't know what Jerry Jones did, but the team definitely feels cursed. And, you know, I mean, Washington also has a really good team. I could I could see Washington winning the division as well. They have a stacked defense. So, I mean, if the Cowboys have more injuries, obviously, Lyle Collins is going to be suspended for five games. Uh, Michael Gallup is going to miss a couple weeks with an injury, which was terrible for the Cowboys, terrible for one of my fantasy football teams as well. And, you know, uh, you know, Greg, the leg's got to get back in check. So I could definitely see them losing the division. The NFC East is always crazy, so you can never really be too confident. You just just for perspective, uh, we have the Cowboys leading the division at ten and a half wins. Um, and second, we have the Washington football team at 9.25 wins and then a big leap down to five and a half wins for the Giants and then 3.75 wins for the Eagles. Um, so I, we don't really have like two different of takes. I mean, like, so the highest win total we have for the Cowboys is 12 with surprisingly Connor and then nine wins for P. Smitty. Now, uh, we kind of explained last time how we did this is we kind of just went week by week for each matchup and picked who we thought was going to win on a week by week basis, kind of leading to some weird results. Like, you know, if, if we were to, I don't know, for some of these teams, the win totals might be a little weird. Like, I, I don't think necessarily that like P. Smitty, for example, on the last episode, we were talking about the Jaguars where he gave him eight wins. I don't think 
and I peace video, I mean, I'm sure you don't actually think the Jaguars will like you're not locking in eight wins with the Jaguars, but just your gut told you each week, maybe on eight different times they were the better team or something. But um yeah, exactly. If if I'm looking at it from a season perspective and I didn't go week to week on wins, yeah, they'd be sitting around four, somewhere between four and six wins, I would say. Yeah, that exactly. So um I think but I think uh, yeah, obviously in our, our win totals kind of tell the story where the Cowboys and the and the football team are the two um clear contenders for this division. Um I I I'd assume that the loser of this division, loser in as in like second place, will probably secure the wild card spot. So um I, I wouldn't be surprised if they both end up making the playoffs. But yeah, I mean the Cowboys they just gotta not have a you know historically terrible defense. And I feel like they'll be all right in the long run because they don't play another playoff team until like week eleven or something crazy. So it's like till November. Yeah, they have a nice little schedule coming up here yeah so um really i mean there's other than just seeing what the eagles are going to do with jalen hurts i I mean do you guys have any other like storylines for the nfc east this season or is it really just we're just looking at the football team and the cowboys and seeing who comes out on top yeah i don't i don't see eagles or giants making a real run for it at any point during the season i i kind of have a little favor towards the football team in the sense that don't have a solid quarterback, and I think their defense can be even better than last year. And I, I really just don't have so much faith in the Cowboys in close games like this. Like somehow they just find a way to lose it. And I think a big one for them will be division games, particularly against the Washington football team and the Giants, where their division record might be a little bit lower. And that's how Washington might be able to grab that division spot. Yeah, I think the main thing is just kind of like for the two teams that are not in the running for this, it's kind of just a make or break year. I mean, so Daniel Jones. Every year is a make or break. Daniel. Every year is a make or break year. So if he's terrible this year, I mean, dude, I, I don't know. Chris will have a conniption if if the, he's sticking around to next season. But knowing the Giants, it's a real, really real possibility. Jalen Hurts, much shorter leash, second round pick, not a not a top 10 pick. So um and with the Eagles situation next year in the draft, they got two to maybe three, probably three first round picks. Now that Wentz is starting week one. I mean, it's looking like he's going to play the, those 75% of his snaps um, or 70% plus the playoffs. So um, yeah, I, I so it's kind of just seeing whether or not Hertz and Daniel Jones can secure a roster spot going into next year. That's really the only thing. And then, you know, I mean, just, because if the because if the Cowboys or the Cowboys if the, if the Giants are just terrible again, I mean, dude, they got to go quarterback. I just you can't roll with Daniel Jones another year. So, uh, but with the, with the draft class next year not looking too quarterback friendly, like we got blessed this year with five first round quarterbacks that all are looking pretty decent. Well, next year it's like Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler, and then Sam Howell didn't even look great the first season or the first game of this of this college football season. So it's like, ugh, but. Yeah, Giants will have to be a bottom five team in the league to have a shot, I think, for a real franchise quarterback. And if they're not, they're going to roll with Danny Dimes. That's Or just try to, I don't know, make a big trade next year or something. I, but the Giants don't really do that. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of bizarre. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really it. I mean, the only other thing is, like, Zeke, I mean, we don't want to keep harping on his contract, but, I mean – I understand it was the it was the best run defense in the league, and but he just didn't look great, Connor. He I mean, did look you, good in pass blocking, and he always looks good in pass blocking, which is he's, he's like boy. a six. He's a fullback. 
He's he's like Kyle when he lined up at fullback that one play. Do you do you remember that? Yeah, he actually looks pretty natural at fullback. I think he could actually be a pretty good fullback to be honest. Dude, what did you think of Pollard's usage though? Like, it was it was a lot closer than I expected it to be. Yeah, I mean they just didn't really run the ball at all, which is how the offense should be run when they have cd lamb when they have michael galvin when they have amari cooper you don't really have to Dak did look really good though i'll say that there were three plays where i was like oh Dak, what's going through your head but it was never like a from a physical standpoint in the sense that i was worried about his gameplay his deep ball in the first part of the game was a little off you could tell that he he was he hasn't thrown yeah a a long time and that was to be expected i mean he hadn't taken a meaningful snap since early last season Sure, sure. But as the game went on, I mean, he looked more comfortable. I mean, dude threw for 400 yards. I mean, it was a shootout. So that's just kind of how it went. So they, the game script was kind of abandoned when it turned, like when Tom Brady was dropping dimes over the field. You can't, you know, slow the game down and start running the ball with Zeke when Tom Brady's just marching the ball down the field at will. So um, he was kind of written out of the game. And um, it is kind of concerning, though, t- t- Tony Pollard, like, out yarded him on fewer touches. So. It's like between rushing and receiving yards, Tony Pollard got more yards from scrimmage on fewer touches. So I don't know. I mean, Tony Pollard's a great back. Don't get me wrong. It's just when you pay your running back $90 million, you kind of hope that he outperforms the backup and isn't entirely reliant on game script to be effective. But, oh, well, I mean, I don't know how many more times we can beat Zeke into the dirt on this contract. It's not his fault. It's not. He. Did, I mean, he didn't like. He got paid. Him. Good for him. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Paid. From Zeke's perspective, that's awesome. I mean, he didn't force the Cowboys to offer him that contract. I mean, so, but all right, well, I, that's, I guess kind of it for the NFC East. I mean, they're, they're always, I hope it's not as huge of a flaming garbage pile as it was last year. Um, at least it was fun though. Like it was so shitty, but at least it was fun coming down at the end of the <laughs> It was day. a competitive garbage pile, Kevin. That's Dude. how I would describe it. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll move on to the other team that played, um, Moved down to the NFC South. Um, so, I mean, the Buccaneers just, there's really no competition here uh, for for the title uh, of, of the NFC South. It's kind of just, it's their division to lose. And unless you think Jameis is going to go God mode this year, I really don't, I really don't see it happening. I mean, we got, we got the, uh, let's see, oh, the Bucket. okay. We got the Buccaneers with 14 wins. We got the Saints with 10. Um, we got the Falcons with five and a half, and then we got the Panthers with 5.25 wins. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's really no way that the Bucks lose this division. It's really just them going to the NFC, uh, championship again. Well, maybe not. I don't know. They're definitely making the playoffs. They're definitely probably going to have, well, now only one team has a buy now. Right. So, yeah, but um, the way their schedule looks, they very well yeah. could, could have that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we literally have them with 14 wins. So it's like, yeah. it's, they, yeah, it's looking good for them. And, and the only, the only way they weren't going to um, make it to the playoffs again or, or get the, or get, get a buy, at least having a really good shot at getting a buy is if Tom Brady came out and like laid an egg, but dude looked like he was 25 years old. So yeah, he looked amazing. Uh, it's just, he's not, he's, he's playing until he's 50, dude. I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, the resurgence of AB also makes me very upset. Dude, right. He looked really good. Vintage AB. Uh, he was I'm, going against Anthony Brown, to be fair. That's yeah, fair. He I still mean, looked like really he did look good. good. He did. He look looked good. like he the best receiver good. on that roster. I mean, 
Godwin, yeah. Godwin played well. Don't get me wrong, but AB looks like vintage AB, and he hasn't looked like that in like four years. So it's like, but, um, yeah, I think I think the fact that the Buccaneers didn't lose any meaningful players between last offseason and now. Now Sean Murphy bunting, that was gross. Did y'all see that, that injury? Was gross. Yeah. So thankfully for him, it's just a dislocated elbow. There was no tears. There was no structural damage. So. I don't know how long it takes to recover from a dislocated elbow, but it sure didn't look good. That's for sure. But yeah. Um, it, with the NFC South, it's like, all right, what I guess since we're, we're talking about the Buccaneers, but I don't know. The only other interesting part is like, so with Jameis, what you do you think? Like a wild card spot. Like we have him with 10 wins. Yeah. Right. I mean, we do have we have a few other teams in the NFC with like with some kind of high win totals, but yeah, I mean they very well could grab a wild card spot with especially with seven seven teams going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it'll be tight down the stretch. I mean between the NFC West and like the NFC the NFC East, and there, there's some there's some players that are that are going to be in the hunt for that wild card spot. But yeah, I mean very well likely they could. I mean with the way with Jameis looked in the preseason, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they were to get ten wins. So, um, I, I are you guys are you guys big Jameis guys? I mean, do you have faith? I think he's going to be productive. I don't know if he's going to be efficient, but I think that might be enough with a good defense, a good offensive line, and Sean Payton as an offensive coordinator to make the playoffs. Sure. I, I just, yeah, you don't, you don't, you guys don't see another 30 interception season though. Right. Especially not with Sean Payton. No, no, not another 30 interception season. That would be impressive though. Impressive. 30 for 30. The word. Yeah, for sure. 30 for um, 30. <laughs> so, well, um, yeah, because with the you Falcons, have, you got to do a quick rundown for the Panthers. Where did, where did you have them? I didn't, I didn't even look at how many wins you had them with. With the Panthers? Um, I had them with five wins. Connor actually had them with seven, which I, I feel did. like that's probably their ceiling for me personally. I mean, just Darnold. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't buy the. I don't buy the storyline of Darnold having a resurgence. I just don't. I mean, do you think he's an upgrade over Teddy B? Yes. Well, upgrade in terms of like, it's possible that he's a downgrade, but in terms of like my morale and just like my excitement for this season, yeah, he's absolutely like I'm way more excited for this season. Than I was watching Teddy Bridgewater throw two yards every single snap. Like it just, at least Sam Darnold will take chances and he'll have some fun plays in there. Like he'll have some what the fuck moments, but I mean, he does have some. Darnold has thrown like some crazy passes in the NFL that like not a lot of players could make. Now that's like one out of however many he throws, but I don't know. I, d- do you got what do you think like the ceiling is if Darnold like realistically if Darnold is like goes out there and is productive or whatever what do you think the Panthers could be because their their offensive talent isn't bad outside, outside their of line. the offensive yeah, outside yeah, of the yeah offensive line I think they could have eight wins I think that's probably their ceiling eight nine wins yeah I as far as far as weapons go I, DJ Moore and 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 Robbie Anderson and now Terrace Marshall it's not it's not a bad scenario to be in in terms of weapons so. No, and obviously they have CMC back, which is huge. Right. Yeah, which which should help. Um, 
I'm not going to get into Does it. Does it, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, It'll help yeah. in the passing game. You don't think well, Sam Darnold's going to need But there's an play? argument to be made that, that CMC down. actually holds, holds them back. And not, it, but it's not CMC's fault. But, yeah, you're right. No, it's not. Where it's yeah. like the, the offensive coach, and we saw it last year, where like CMC, when he's on the field, they feel the need to run the offense through him. Um, but when he went down and they run in Mike Davis, then it's like, okay, we don't really want to run the offense through Mike Davis. So we're going to spread the ball around to other people. And then Mike Davis is able to be efficient when he does get the ball because it's not, they're not just all expecting him to get the ball like with CMC. So, I mean, I don't want CMC off the field forever. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I wish coaches were to realize that you could make CMC more efficient if you just gave him the ball less, but I don't know, whatever. I I just, this isn't a super close division, so we don't have to harp on it for too long. Um, but how about we, how about we go to the NFC North where one of the most controversial teams, according to our picks um, in terms of variance of wins, um, the bears. I feel like, why do you guys feel like the win totals are so, are so far apart here? I feel like we kind of know why, but. Well, I think it's, it's big on like one, when are they starting Justin Fields? Because if you're, you're believing in the fact that, Oh, Andy Dalton's playing for the first four five, six weeks, then all my, my win total will be a lot lower than what I have it at. But if we're riding the belief that Andy Dalton blows ass in week one and week two, and they literally just cannot keep him out there, and Justin Fields goes out there, I, I can definitely see them then reaching seven, eight, nine wins for sure. I yeah. also assumed Fields is going to start soon. Uh, the first week they play the Rams, that's a tough matchup. If Andy Dalton lays an egg and he just looks like he can't move the offense at all, I mean... You know, the hope for Bears fans would probably be that Justin Fields is able to start within the first three weeks. And if he clicks, then they can definitely be a very good team and they could make the playoffs. I mean, he's definitely going to go through his rookie struggles no matter what. And, like, you can't expect him to walk out there in week three and, like, just be like Justin Fields of college and it to be be amazing still. But I do think that the defense is still decent enough to where at least the defensive line is still good enough to where – you know, it will help them win some games. They they really are desperate at, at cornerback, though. I don't really know what they're they're doing there. Yeah, I f- yeah, I just feel like that's where it's baked in. Is like Chris and I have it at four wins. Y'all have it at nine wins. It's like the offensive line is is bad, and I mean, if Justin Fields goes out there and plays every game, then yeah, I mean, I feel like they can get like eight or nine wins. But they did lose. I mean, they lost Fuller. And just the roster is not like the 2018 roster that they had with Mr. Bisky. So um, Justin Fields goes out there and is like lights out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had eight or nine wins, but I just, I'm really scared how long they're going to play any Dalton. I mean, they just, they keep saying he's our guy and it's like, I don't understand why. why. Yeah. It really, it's not, it, it's not bad enough of a situation to, not start him. I don't know. Yeah, just... you guys talked about it a couple weeks ago. Just in a sense, like Justin Fields wouldn't be walking out into a, a shitstorm of an offense. Like, sure, it's not the best offense. I mean, they have Allen Robinson, they have a couple other young guys, but it's still a decent offense. It's good enough for him to go out there and, and learn at the very least in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. 
So, um, but like, okay. So outside of the bears, I mean, in this division, we have the other team that I feel like you're the lowest on the, um, on the Vikings and all three, or all four of us, I should say. Yeah. Like you're right. I am. And maybe six wins isn't fully accurate. I just, I don't know. Like they very well could win nine wins. It's just, they didn't, did they really get better? Like what, what did they add between last off season and this off season? I feel like last year, just in the sense that their defense was so young and having just a whole year under their belt will at the very least make them a, an average defense. And last year they did not have a good defense. And I feel like that was really part of holding them back. And if they do have just an average defense this year and their offense is still as solid as it was, I mean, they have a good, a good system going. I, I see them. I mean, how many wins did they have last year, actually, now that I'm thinking about it? Like seven or eight wins. Yeah, yeah they like could that. definitely replicate that at the very least. Yeah, if, yeah, if we're expecting such a bad start too. I mean, I think yeah. Kirk Cousins had like ten interceptions in the first three or four games, and then he settled down. So if he can just not have that horrible start, mm. I could definitely see them having nine wins, nine ten wins. I just think the issue with with the Vikings is they're in such limbo that you know that they're not good enough. Kirk Cousins is not good enough to win them the Super Bowl, but he's also not bad enough to get them a top 10 pick right so and and with that contract it's just i mean i don't know how you get out of this i mean you don't just i guess maybe you could try to trade kirk cousins to a quarterback needy team but like i mean what team is really in like a win now situation that like doesn't have a quarterback i mean denver broncos yeah Yeah. you're really you're really gonna go from like bridgewater to, to kirk cousins and expect it all to change that much kirk Cousins on the Broncos would be really fun because, like, I think the Broncos with the receiving court they have when they when they have they have Sutton, they have Hamler, they, you know, they have Judy. I just and Tim Patrick too, even at, at number four, and Noah Fant. Just with Bridgewater, it's just going to be a depressing offense. If you throw in Kirk Cousins there, at least it'd be fun to watch. I mean, at least he would like distribute the ball and and actually like sure. put push the ball downfield. Now I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that they, they would be like a threat in the AFC. They're still in the in the division with the Chargers and the Chiefs, but it definitely be, it, it would definitely be interesting. But yeah, uh, that's just the Vikings are kind of just stuck in limbo. Now, yeah, six wins maybe not, but that might honestly be better for them than winning nine wins because who knows if they'd even if they'd even make the wild card. I think yeah, because with us, I mean, eight wins we have is their average. They don't make the wild card, um, and. None of our teams, even like the lowest lowest win total making the playoffs in our in our prediction is is at ten wins. So, um, yeah. So, but I feel like the the Packers though kind of run away with this division. I mean, they're the. Do you guys see another? What other team in the NFC do you feel like can challenge the Buccaneers? Like in the in the playoffs when it comes down to the NFC Championship, do you feel like it's going to be the Bucks and and Anybody else other than the Packers? Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> they almost okay. beat them. They almost beat them week one. Hey, okay. I think there's a chance that like the Niners or Rams, one of the two of them emerges as like a really, really good team this year because they do have really good rosters. Um, and it kind of depends on quarterback play a little bit. 
But yeah, in terms of who I think has the best shot at taking down the Bucks and going to the Super Bowl, is it's got to be the Packers. And I feel like there's it's too hard of an argument to argue anyone else, especially the Cowboys. Ouch, fish Yeah, yeah I, mean, I would agree with the Packers. The Cowboys. Are not especially. <laughs> the, I mean, honestly, I could see if Ryan Fitzpatrick lights it up this year. You're not that putting Washington in the NFC championship. No, I'm not. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think the Cowboys are better. <laughs> that defense not... is scary. If they ever get like consistent quarterback play, the Washington football team could be a scary team. Dude, does Washington play the Saints this year? Sorry, I, I feel like that, that'll be so... If, if we see a Jameis, Jameis Fitzpatrick matchup, dude... Ah. That would be wild. Like 900 passing yards, 15 interceptions, something like that. Oh, God, I would love that. I, know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I'll, I'll look it up after this. But, yeah, and then – so it's really it's really the Packers, right? I mean, now, do you guys buy into the fact that this is, like, the last dance? Like, the whole Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams doing one last go at this to try to get a ring, and then they're both going to dip? Or do you feel like one of them is going to dip? They both stay. Like, what if you guys had to bet? Where do you think they're both of those guys are at the beginning of next season? I think they the only chance that they stay is actually if they win the Super Bowl, and that that will keep them there. But I think almost in every other scenario, yeah, I think it's it's probably both their last years. They had a chance to get Devontae signed over the last three or four months, and it still hasn't happened. I don't see it happening over the course of the season. But I, I do. I am buying out into the the whole last dance thing. Con. Oh yeah, I would. I mean, I could see Aaron Rodgers being the host of Jeopardy. I don't think they have like a permanent <laughs> host yet, so that slot's still open for him. Uh, I don't see him coming back. Uh, I think the relationship is too fractured between the front office and Rodgers, and I don't think Devonta Adams is going to want to be there without Aaron Rodgers. So I think they have one last shot to maybe try and win a Super Bowl. I don't think they will. I think they'll be a little bit more dysfunctional this year than they were last year, given the rift. And, you know, I I, I, I think the previous conversation we, ha- we were having about who are the biggest challengers to the Buccaneers, I think it probably is the Packers, but I don't think it's as big of a gap as maybe you guys do. I, I really do think that, I mean, I'm and I think the Cowboys, Cowboys played really well. I think the Cowboys are in that conversation. I think the Rams are in that conversation. I think with Russell Wilson, you really can't discount the Seahawks either. So I, I don't think there really is like a clear number two team in the NFC. I think it would be the Packers if like, you know, I had to pick a team, but I think there's going to be more dysfunction this year and I don't really trust their defense at all. Um, and I, I think this, re- but I do think this is the last chance to try and make a push for a championship, but I don't think they're going to do it. If I had if I had to bet, it's gonna be it's gonna be Packers and, and Bucks in the NFC Championship. I I don't know who wins. I mean, maybe I, I don't know, but yeah, like unless Matt Stafford comes out and has like this mythical MVP season, people are talking about, then I mean that's possible. And then if the Cowboys can stay healthy and Lael Collins can actually show up for his drug tests, then you know, man, Greg Zerline starts hitting kicks, <laughs> and then we're dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, oh, yeah. Another thing, I mean, we're hopping back and forth to the Cowboys, but how do you feel, Connor, about the fact that Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch had a combined 29 snaps on Thursday? 
I, I thought it was expected. I mean, Leighton Vanderish, you know, didn't play most of the last season with an injury. The Cowboys didn't play virtually any of their starters during preseason. So I think they're going to try and really have a snap count for a lot of their starters. I think that's one of the reasons we also didn't see Ezekiel Elliott get as many touches as maybe we were expecting. Obviously, they were missing Zach Martin, who, you know, had COVID. So, I mean, that was that was not the Cowboys at full strength. I actually... I think they're going to get better during the season. I'm sure you guys disagree. I'm sure P. Schmitty at least disagrees. I, I don't but... disagree. I definitely don't disagree. They're definitely going to get better. And I, I thought that looked really good. And even if their defense is upgraded a little bit, they will be better. I just, I really do feel like that, like you said earlier, they have been very unlucky. And it feels yeah. like that that just continued on Thursday night's game. No, I mean, yeah. I'm sure the Cowboys will find a way to mess it up somehow and make my life miserable. But, you know, Connor, I'm, quick... I'm, I'm going to be hopeful for a day. Connor, quick, was it, was it OPI? Yes, obviously that was offensive <laughs> interference. Are you serious? Uh, I mean, that, honestly, Tom Brady's like the flip side of what's been happening to the Cowboys for the past five to ten years. He gets all of those breaks. The Cowboys get none of them, and that's why we don't have eight Yeah, that's why. That yeah, is that's why. the one reason. It's the one reason. Tom Brady's been sucking all of the luck out of the Cowboys. Yeah, if we just had Tom, if we just had Tom Brady's luck, we'd have like eight Super Bowls. Even though he's been in the other conference the entirety of <laughs> since the Cowboys. It's, been... it's more. Of, it's more of his presence and like the general vibe he gives. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. another thing that I thought was weird about Thursday was you remember when Levante David ripped his helmet off and smashed it on the ground in the middle of the field. How is that not a personal foul? I mean, I thought that was, I thought that was like a penalty in the NFL. And I, when it happened, I was like, did they just not? I mean, I think it happened like more than once too. I don't, I don't know. Well, has there been a change in the rules? Did they just miss it, or I don't know what happened there. I I think it's probably because they were in Tampa. They didn't want to mm. make those calls. You really think it was because they were in Tampa? You're really gonna ride that? No, 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 no,
two teams are probably going to get a quarterback in the draft that might end up being good, and the rest of them are just still fucked. So I don't, I don't know. I don't really know how the Lions are going to – I mean, we all knew this was a rebuild, but just the, the roster just doesn't really have much to look forward to. Yeah. So they got Dan Campbell. Excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan he Campbell's good energy. And yeah. the, the kneecap biter tight end coach. Yeah. He's he's definitely gonna be the savior for Detroit for sure. Um so I guess that that leaves the most interesting division for the end here. Oh, who do we have winning this division? We have we have the the 49ers? Yeah, the 49ers winning the division by 0.25 wins. So we have the Niners at 11.5. We have the Rams at 11.25. The Seahawks at 10.5. And, and the Cardinals at 8.25. So um, I guess I'd like to extend the floor to Mr. Kyler. Um, Peace, Smitty. I thought this was his year, dude. And you gave him, <laughs> okay. and you, and you gave him nine wins. It's just going through each individual game's <laughs> I really, it was really hard for me one to to have like the Seahawks and Niners and Rams losing a, a bunch of games, particularly division games against the Cardinals. I think that was the biggest difference of why Cardinals are so low. I think I had them losing most of their division games because th- that division really is just stacked. And I, I don't know, maybe it's next year. I guess on Kyler Murray, I really don't have much <laughs> as to why I, I chose to put them fourth in the division. I mean, it's hard, dude. I mean, so we have three of the NFC West teams making the playoffs. So we have the Niners win, winning the division, the Rams and Seahawks both getting a wild card spot. The thing with the Seahawks, though, it kind of – I'm kind of scared because they they went the whole let Russ cook thing last season, and then Pete Carroll kind of took the took the, the medal off a pedal. And, I mean, Schottenheimer was, I feel like, kind of the mastermind behind the whole – let, let Russ cook thing and he was kind of the one pushing for it and I feel like he kind of got villainized throughout the years like as being this guy that wants to run the ball all the time maybe he was but I feel like he's always kind of wanted to run the ball more and Pete Carroll is the one that's been you know reeling it in and not letting him do that and so now with the comments of Pete Carroll saying you know we need to run the ball more we need to be more balanced and then all you really okay so you have DK Metcalf and Lockett and then Wilson right if you put Jared Goff on this team as the quarterback, how many wins does his team get? Seven or maybe six I, or I seven. I take a seven. That's a good yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we have them um, – we have them at ten and a half, which that's fair. But it's only because of Russell Wilson, right? I mean, in the couple weapons, they have it. I feel like that's what it's always been for years now. Yeah. It's been – Yeah. Like, really, their, their team isn't great, but they have Russell Wilson, and he just puts that team on his back when he can, and he does. Yeah. So that's why this division is so hard to call because if you all right, let's say Kyler Murray does take a step forward and he's this top 10 quarterback that Peace Smitty wants him to be. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I don't mean to keep calling you out. <laughs> then it's like this team, this division is gonna be crazy. Cause because then I think like, okay, if the if the if the Cardinals take a step forward, then who's the team to be bumped out? So is there think, any chance that all four teams make the playoffs? Um, when the, okay. So the other wildcard teams that we have are the saints and that's it because the well, NFC West the takes saints up the other two wildcard spots. If the saints don't have a, a great year or like James is still fine. I mean, like they're kind of going through it and they do have a, a tough uh, schedule ahead of them as well. 
and they also don't have like any goddamn receivers. Like who? Like I get that Jameis could be decent, but who is he thrown to? And don't Isn't go back. Isn't with... Smith? Isn't Traquan Smith hurt now too, or something? Yeah, he was on IR. Like they literally. I think their wide receiver three is a uh, freaking Ty Montgomery, who former running back, former wide receiver, who now back to wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's literally, it's Michael Thomas who's hurt, and then it's, and then it's. And then Marquez Callaway, who has looked really good in the preseason, but like he's your number one now. And then Alvin Kamara is basically he's basically a wide receiver two or wide receiver three. Yeah, but like Jared Cook left, and so yeah, who who's the starting tight end for the Saints? Oh, it's 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 Troutman. That's right. Which I I don't know, dude. You you have you have Marcus (laughs) Callaway. You have like Ty Montgomery. I don't even know. Like yeah, he he was. Wide receiver on the on, on the Packers and then became a running back and then went to the Jets and now he's yeah and like he's back to being a receiver. I don't know. He did, dude. Jameis is just at full strength. That that Saints offense could be pretty decent. But oh wait, no. What whom? What am I saying? The second second wide receiver is obviously Taysom Hill. So oh, well, he's a starting tight end. How did we forget? He's a starting tight end. No, he's a starting tight end. Their number two receiver and their number two quarterback. That's why that's James like, that got the start. Is. That's why James got the start because they need to taste some other places. <laughs> he's gonna try out centers between the season two. He's <laughs> gonna snap to himself. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So if this, yeah, the Saints suck. We, we could see the entire NFC West in the playoffs because, like. The other teams that are close, like Washington, Washington, Washington football yeah. team, and the Vikings, the Vikings, yeah, that's really the only other two um, that I can realistically can see it. Unless, yeah. I mean, y'all got the Bears touching them, <laughs> almost touching the playoffs, but um, yeah, so it it could happen. But I feel like an, another realistic option is like the Niners. They might, if Trey Lance isn't what we think he is, or if Jimmy G like just is kind of eh throughout the season. I mean, maybe they miss the playoffs and they, then the Cardinals and them flip and then the Cardinals make the playoffs. I mean, the, the Niners have a really good roster and we all love Mike Shanahan, but you're not Mike Kyle Shanahan, not Mike Shanahan. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I was going to pick my the guy. He'll realize get my Shanahan's mixed up. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all kind of relying on that quarterback. Now I'm, I like Trey Lance. But he also threw for less than fifty percent completion percentage in the preseason, and he had a lot of drops. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't the most accurate. So I don't know. It's just it's it's a really wild division. It's been like this for how many years? Yeah, it's, it's been like, a, like two or three years now that it's just been like kind of a crapshoot at the end. Like literally every game at the last every game matters. Like that Seahawks Niners game from like two or three years ago. Dude. Yeah, where it went where, to like, like it was overtime and scoring the touchdown, and then because they didn't get the touchdown, they they still made the playoffs, but they didn't win the division, and they lost. Uh, it's just been crazy there for years. Yeah, the Niners Seahawks games are always the most insane games during the season. Oh yeah. So, well, I feel like that's we we've been through all the divisions. So to kind of to recap, we have the Buccaneers getting the getting the buy in terms of our average win totals. Our division winners we have, other than the Bucks, are the Packers. The four, we have the 49ers winning the division, and then the Cowboys. And our three wild card teams are the Rams, Seahawks, and Saints. Um, and we didn't go over it uh, last episode, so I'll go ahead and um, go over the the AFC um, d- uh, playoffs. So 
we have the Chiefs, obviously, as the first round by um, our division winners. We have the Bills, Ravens, and Titans. And then the wild card, we have the Browns, Dolphins, and Patriots. So just like in the NFC, we have the AFC East representing three of their teams in the playoffs. And then the Jets all the way down at three wins. So, but yeah, no, that's that's crazy. So unless you do you guys have any other like points you want to hit in the in the NFC um, points of interest before we get into our our picks for tomorrow's games or I thought we we actually covered it all pretty well got to most every team and kind of talked about every little bit and how we feel about them where I feel pretty good about all of our especially our average of winners and stuff Hoping our AFC uh, wildcard spots aren't all correct. Really hoping Steelers squeeze in there, but that's just me. Yeah. Do you want to say a quick uh, preview for the Steelers, Peace Committee? I, I I really don't, to be honest with you, because like they do have they have a solid defense and their offense should be still be fine. I don't think Big Ben's going to be amazing still, and they re- they literally have the hardest schedule in football. Najee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll fix everything. Just run the ball. And that's uh, actually that is part of the problem as well. I think they're going to overcompensate for last year and just run more and it's going to hurt them. Well, we can just start talking about the Steelers right now because we've already gone over the Dallas Tampa game that happened on Thursday. The next one on the list is is Pittsburgh at Buffalo, uh, Buffalo minus six and a half. So how do you I'll, I'll get I'll give the floor to piece. Smitty. How do you feel like this is going to go? What side are you taking? So I I think the Bills are going to win this one. Um, they kind of destroyed the Steelers last year in one of their one, in a crucial game for them. Um, it really did not look good. I just think um, Pittsburgh is going to have a couple shaky games in terms of their secondary the first couple weeks. Their corners aren't you know great. They're okay, and they some of them have a lot of upside. But going against Josh Allen and the Bills and Stefan Diggs, like Diggs burned him last year, and he's—I just don't see him not burning them again. Um, I will—I will gladly take the Steelers to cover. I think it'll be a lot closer than it was last year, but I do unfortunately see the Steelers starting zero and one. Do you have who? who do you have them covering? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I'll take the Steelers to cover. I—I'll take six and a half for them. Okay. For sure. Con, how do you how do you feel? Big uh, big Josh Allen Diggs guy over here. Big Josh Allen guy is on my fantasy team. Uh, but six and a half points is a lot of points. And the Steelers are still a pretty good team. They have a really good defense. Usually, good teams don't get blown out week one. Now I think the Browns got blown out week one last year by the Ravens, if I remember correctly. But usually, if you're like a good team, you're not going to get completely blown out of the water. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here as well to cover. I think Buffalo will win the game, but I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to keep it close enough to beat the spread. Yeah, I'm probably with you there. I think week one, they're not going to come out and just be utterly dominant. Uh, the Bills, that is. So, um, well, I do think Buffalo is the superior team, and it's not it's not really close. I, I do think this game will be closer. Um, so... Yeah, it might be a three or four point game, and it just just like the 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 Buccaneers and the Cowboys. I feel like the Buccaneers are personally. I feel like they're just a much better team, but the Cowboys kept it close, and I feel like that's why. And I feel like it was going to be that way, so I picked the I picked the Cowboys to cover, and they did. Um, almost won it outright, but I don't think I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers have a, a true chance to to win this one. But I, I'll still pick them to cover. Um, like you said, six and a half is a lot, but. 
we're kind of getting blessed with this first spread because the next like six spreads are, are pretty close yeah. and those are always kind of kind of a bummer to to try to pick but we're gonna move right on to my beloved panthers um playing at home against the jets the zach wilson led jets panthers are a three and a half point favorite uh might be one of the only times you see the panthers as a favorite this year but we are uh we're starting strong so i'll go ahead and and start with i feel like the panthers i'm not one to buy into the the revenge game thing but sometimes it's true i remember i have flashbacks all the time to to steve smith coming back into carolina when he was on the ravens and just fucking took a dump on us i mean he had like a hundred over 100 yards two touchdowns and whatever i think that's just burned in my brain forever but sam darnold obviously is not the player that steve smith was and neither is robbie anderson but i just feel like that's kind of there to light a fire and maybe he won't see ghosts and i just think the overall panthers roster even with sam donald is better than the jets and zach wilson is he's looked good in the preseason but i don't think he's going to come out firing on all cylinders so i'll give the panthers the the edge here to cover the three and a half point spread so yeah i'm in agreement with you there i i just don't see wilson coming out and like and not that I think Darnold is going to like absolutely destroy the Jets and he's going to look amazing, but I just don't feel like Wilson coming out here for his first NFL game is going to is going to come out and ball enough to be able to win a, a good game and win. I mean, they could. I just the Jets, that whole Jets team, it still is just very shaky, very questionable. We'll see how it all shakes out. Week one, but I I can't take the Jets week one. I'll take Carolina to win. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna go for the upset then. I'm gonna go against the get wow. against the crowd. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Jets. Jets money I think line. Zach Wilson. Jets money money. Line. <laughs> I think the Jet. I think Zach Wilson is gonna be at least okay in his debut. Um, at least okay. Big. At least big. Okay. <laughs> and that's and all you need I against can, the Panthers, apparently. I mean, I don't have a lot of confidence in either of these teams. Um, no offense, Gavin. Duh, dude. I think I could definitely see Sam Donald laying an egg and just completely falling apart uh i think it's gonna be a close game i I, i'm actually gonna pick the jets to to win outright i think the jets are just gonna take this one jets money line i just i i don't see you're a second string jets fan though yeah i am i am and that's why i I temper my expectations like every jets fan should Jets okay, fans would never true. ever yeah. let uh, Jets fans Sam don't Carl take the Jets when there's consequences. It. Yeah, no. Jets could go one in sixteen, and this would be their only win against Donald, and they would like have a great season. They'd be so goddamn happy. This is their Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, enough about that. <laughs> um, we don't really have to spend more than a minute on this next game. I mean, the next game is Jacksonville at Houston. Um, Jacksonville is a three-point favorite here which should surprise no one um houston already ruling out deshaun watson for this game not that that surprises anybody but they made it official put him on the injury report as not injury related um out for week one so we are going to see tyrod taylor take on the trevor lawrence led jacksonville jaguars so how little of a fuck do y'all give about this game i mean i other than seeing trevor lawrence play that's really the only bright side to this entire game 
Yeah, I, 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 I'm just going to pick the Jaguars. I don't even think we really have to talk about this. I'm excited to see Trevor Lawrence play. But <laughs> it's about I'm not it. gonna watch. Yeah, I'm not going to watch this game. I have unless I you have like James Robinson on your on your fantasy team or something. That's, I, do. I don't think any of us have James <laughs> Robinson, so I don't think we'll be. He's Smitty just said he does. Oh, so you'll be paying attention. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I'll have to watch the Texans game. Yeah. Oh man. Lucky okay. You. Well. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just pick Jacksonville too to win. I mean, I don't have any faith in Tyrod. We saw him play a little bit on the on the Chargers last year, and he looked awful. So, um, what do you think, Peaceman? Are you taking the upset, or are you just gonna? No, I can't. <laughs> give, me, give me Jacksonville, please. Yeah, with a, with a three point spread, it's almost like if you whatever team you pick is gonna win. I mean, unless you think it's, I mean, it's I don't especially see this being a freaking thriller. Come down to a field goal win for between the Texans and Jacksonville. I just I find that too hard to believe. Yeah. Well, so our next game. Let's just move on from that dumpster fire. The next game is actually pretty interesting. Um, another close line, but Arizona at Tennessee. Tennessee is the three-point favorites here. Um, this, I mean, I think we're both. I like the Titans this year. It, maybe not it just because of their division, really. That's, that's really it. I, I, I think they could have been similar to last year's Vikings in terms of, like, you know, defensive regression, which – it was already bad, but like even worse this year, they lost their offensive coordinator, but they did bring in Julio. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be an exciting game that will watch Tannehill and Kyler duke it out. We'll see if Kyler's the real deal. Um, he'll have an opportunity this week against the Titans defense, but um, I'll go ahead and I'll take Tennessee. I'll take Tennessee to cover the, the three point spread. It's it's I, I don't like this, but it, it's going to be a close game, I feel like. And so I'm just going to take the, the Titans. Just because you said that, no other reason at all. I'm taking Cardinals. This, they're going to win outright. Kyler's oh, no. the real deal. This is it. Oh, wow. This is it. That's it. All right. This Con? is the start of his MVP run, Pishmini. This is it. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, I think they're a better team. Um, I think it'll be a good game. But, you know, as as Gavin said, when you have a three-point spread, it's not like, you know, you're, you're not – unless you think they're going to lose by a point or two, which is obviously possible, but very – uh, not probable at all. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans here. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, this next game, another three-point spread. We're just rattling these off. But we're back to a dumpster fire here. We got Philadelphia at Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's a three-point favorite here. Uh, not really surprising to anybody, but I feel like that all rides on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. Um, Matt Ryan's declining. He's lost Julio in the offseason. Um, I'm a big Ridley guy, uh, not to jump into fantasy, but I have three leagues, one redraft, one dynasty, uh, well, two redraft and one dynasty. And, uh, I have Ridley in all three. So, um, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to, to watching him this week. But that's, that's really all I, I give a shit about. And then like Hertz, um, we'll see it. We'll see if he has the capability to, to be the starter throughout the season, uh, an effective one. I mean, he's obviously going to have, he's going to be the starter for a while, but We'll, we'll see how he plays this week. He's going to have a good opportunity. This, this Falcons defense is pretty, pretty trash. So um, he should at least be productive. So I'll take, I'll take, fuck it. I'll take Philly to, to cover. Wow. Yeah. That's a left turn. You fuck the Falcons. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in agreement. I like Falcons. I just feel like the last two or three years have just been hovering around like such 
like under mediocrity like they're nothing special but somehow like they're still just because of Matt Ryan I guess and you know Julio's been there and they everyone says oh it's the Falcons but I, I mean you see him all the time Gavin you're a Panthers fan I don't know I feel like this could be the game where like Jalen Hurts comes out and like has an okay game they win and everyone's like fuck yeah Jalen Hurts is the man and then they like go zero and four over the next four, four or five weeks, and it's just that, that's kind of what I see happening actually. And so I'm <laughs> gonna take the the Eagles to win this one. Let you Eagles fans get excited about this, but yeah, we'll see how the the rest of the season goes after you guys get all excited. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against that here. I'm gonna. I mean, fuck the Eagles, but I'm gonna pick the Falcons. <laughs> you know, uh, Calvin Ridley's obviously you know very good player. They got Kyle Pitts. They did lose Julio, so I think the offense is going to take a little bit of a step back. But the Falcons' offense is still pretty good. Matt Ryan's still a pretty capable quarterback. See, I don't know if it's that they are pretty good. I just think they throw it so fucking much that, like, numbers-wise, they end up being... Production-wise, yeah, like, the the stat sheets are going to be lit up. And I just don't have faith in the Eagles' defense or offense. I think they're a terrible team. And uh, I think <laughs> I actually, this, could, this could be a fucking... This could be a, a blowout. Um, I, I know Adam is one of our, like, what, five loyal listeners, and I'm sure this doesn't make him Resident happy. Eagles fan. We might have four loyal listeners after this segment. you got to keep Adam um, on his toes, dude. He, he, you he do. It. You do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Falcons here. At least he got two of us to go to, to pick the Eagles, so I don't really think he can complain too much. So he's no. he's obviously going to – if he if he picked the Buccaneers to blow you all out so <laughs> on Thursday. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, if you guys were tired of close spreads, you're just really going to love this next one. Um, we have the Los Angeles chargers at Washington, Washington being a one and a half point favorite here. Um, this one, this is probably going to be the, the most interesting game, maybe not in terms of like importance, but just like, it's going to tell us a lot. It's kind of going to tell us how Washington's going to look this season, which Curtis Samuel's been ruled out. He's been put on IR. That groin is starting to act up on him again. He pulled it in practice and tweaked it. So he's he's going to be out. But they have um, – obviously, they have Scary Terry. They got Connor's favorite receiver in the in the draft class this past season, De'Ami Brown. Chapel uh, Hill's own. There you go. And then Adam Humphreys at the three. They got Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson. They have an exciting offense. It's really just like how, how much can Fitzpatrick elevate this roster – um, their defense is still really good too. And then, so it's like that versus Herbert. What's, what step is he going to take? He's going to have right out the gate. He's going to have a challenging defense to go up against. We're going to see how that offensive offensive line can hold up, um, against that D line and then how his weapons can, can help him out. So dude, I'm going to take the chargers. I'm going to take them to cover. Wow. So, it's you're taking the cover not to win. Well, fuck. I don't know. I don't care. I'm almost taking them to win. I guess I guess I have to, unless it's like yeah, a super one and a game. half. Yeah. But it's gonna come down to a missed extra point. Watch. Wait, but, the way I see this game, like I actually think it'll be a pretty low scoring game, and I think the Chargers will end up winning it solely because I think it's gonna take Washington some time to get their offense really on their feet and have a solid offense with Fitzpatrick there. So I don't think either team's going to look great. I think Herbert will struggle against this Washington D because they are legit for sure. Um, but I think end of the day, I don't think Washington's offense will be high-powered enough to win. 
So I'll, I'll take the Chargers here. I like Herbert. Everyone's loving the Chargers this year, thinking their offense is going to take a leap, and their defense is definitely still solid and definitely took a step up as well. So, yeah, give me the Chargers. Yeah, I kind of agree with everything Pichmini said. I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan, as you guys know. Uh, I think they're going to be a lot better this year. They have a new and improved offensive line. They got Corey Lindsley. They got Rashawn Slater. They also got Asante Samuel in the second round, which still pains me to the say that the Cowboys passed up on Asante Samuel Jr. because, you know, we have no corners outside of Trayvon Diggs. But that's a, Peace that's also a, upset about that. So I feel like, yeah. Yeah, you guys know I loved him. I liked him. I I don't know if I loved him. I liked him. Well, in second round him. talent, though, in that spot. Yeah, that was, a, he was that's great. great Chargers had a really good draft. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to be a much better team this year. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think it's going to be a close game, though. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Herbert Herbert's going to have a shot here to to show what he's got. So it's going to be a challenge, but you know it'll be it'll be a really good game. I know that. So, well, moving on, we finally get a break here. Um, but but it's like it's actually kind of harder. It's, it's yeah, it is harder. It is almost harder with with this next matchup. We got San Francisco at Detroit. Um, just real exhilarating game here. Uh, San Francisco is an eight and a half point favorite to Detroit. Um, we're assuming Jimmy G is going to start for the foreseeable future until he starts sucking really bad. And then Trey Lance will probably come in, but, um, or if there's an injury, I think even with Jimmy G I and mean, we kind of, as much as Jimmy G gets kind of shit talked, I mean, Chris kind of made a good point last time. It's like, he's still like a good, like he's a serviceable quarterback, but he's like, he had some seasons. Like he, he was good enough to take the Niners to the Super Bowl. Right? Okay, but Chris's quote was, he's a damn good quarterback. Yeah, and that I don't – I know. I, I almost said it, and I, I was like, well, I don't know about a, <laughs> a damn good quarterback. I mean, he's a he's a damn all right quarterback. <laughs> um, so I think, like, this Niners team can definitely beat Detroit uh, by eight and a half. I just think, like, Goff, Goff and Garoppolo are – Comparable, they, they, they dueled it for many years, yeah. And then, but the Lions are just the roster around him is so much worse. So, I'm gonna, yeah, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, the Niners to cover this pretty large spread here. Uh, you look like you want to pick the Lions. I, I think I'm gonna take the wow. Lions. I just don't like the spread, and I don't think the 49ers offense is gonna come out like booming. And I think even even if they blow them out, I think garbage time Detroit can come back with an eight and a half. Eight and a half is nuts, for, especially for a week one game. Yeah, I'll take Detroit to cover. Uh, yeah, I think the Niners are going to blow out the, the Lions. I think they're a really bad team. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. What? Great commentary from Connor. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. the description. Love the a lot, of, a lot of hot takes, a lot of... Yeah, so there's really garbage, so I feel like they're just going to lose. Lloyd's <laughs> <laughs> suck, bro, so they're going to lose by a lot. Everything about the I hate everything about the Lions, so they're going to get destroyed. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. That's why I picked them. So, All right, well, we're going to move on to Seattle at Indy here. Uh, Seattle being the three-point favorite. Wentz will be starting week one, so we'll get to see him and and that Colts roster try to figure something out here. We kind of touched on it in the AFC preview where the Colts just don't really have the weapons here. You got you got Wentz who 
last season was quite literally the worst quarterback in the league statistics wise and efficiency wise um, outside of Dwayne Haskins, who's now a backup. So um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, it, as much as I was kind of dogging the, the Seahawks earlier, I just Russell Wilson and Wentz. Yeah. This close of a spread, only three points. I'm just going to take Seattle to win it like and cover. So that's how I feel. Seattle does love to keep it close though. They especially do. When, especially when they ground and pound and stick to the run game for too long until the last five minutes. And they, if this was more Russell than three this. points. If this is more than three points, I'd probably take the Colts to cover. That's but. fair. Um, uh, yeah, give me Seattle as well. I, I don't see Carson coming out here. He's going to take some time to shake that rust off if he's even able to do that. Yeah, I'll take Seattle. Yeah, I think the Colts' punishment for not starting Jacob Easton is going to be they oh lose this first game. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. They lose this first game. But in, in all seriousness, Eric Fisher's out. You know, T.Y. Hilton's on IR. So this is not going to be a Colts team at full strength. And obviously, Russell Wilson is phenomenal. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks, too. Fair enough. Um, This next game, I feel like, could just... On the surface, it doesn't look like the worst, but I feel like this could just be kind of a stinker. Um, we got Minnesota minus three at Cincinnati. I guess we'll see if Burrow is back. He'll have an easy defense to go against. But I don't know. I just I think he's going to struggle. Yeah. And then Jamar Chase needs to figure out how to catch a ball without stripes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know, man. It's just this isn't an exciting matchup. Neither one of these teams, according to us, are going to make the playoffs. So it's like I don't know, but we'll see. I'm just I'm going to take Minnesota to cover. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a higher on Burrow probably than than y'all two are maybe, but just I don't know. Week one coming off a torn ACL on a not so great roster. It'll it'll be cool to see the receivers all play together and see how that goes. And I got I got Mixon and Dynasty. And so I guess I'll I'll be rooting for that, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see. But give me give me all's takes. How do you think Burrow can pull this off, if if he if at all? I think he still is going to come in, and it's going to take him some time to really to really get feeling it. We saw him throughout the preseason and before in practice and everything, and he still kind of was a little worried to take his first hit and everything. I just think. I think he's going to be very hesitant with a lot of his throws, and I don't think he's going to feel very confident. And I think he needs to find that confidence for him to be good. Um, so I think Cincinnati's not going to look very great here. People are going to be a lot very down, especially on their offense. I do think they'll rebound in the next couple of weeks, but no, give me Minnesota to beat this one. Yeah, and I think this is actually a pretty bad matchup for the Bengals week one. I mean, we talked about their offensive line, and I know you guys talked about how you guys had the debate of, you know, Sewell or Chase <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and that was a heated episode. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and, and we, I think we talked about the Vikings earlier, and we said they didn't really make a lot of huge additions. But, you know, they're getting they're getting Daniel Hunter back. They got Dalvin Tomlinson this offseason. They got Patrick Peterson at the cornerback position. I do think they're actually an improved team on defense. And then Mike Zimmer is such a good defensive coach that you have to assume that like the players who we had last year are going to be a little bit better this year. So I think the Vikings defense will be a little bit better this year. And I think they have a good pass rush and the Bengals have a bad offensive line. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. And I actually don't think this game is going to be particularly close. Particularly close. Wow. All right. Well, 
we will see. Uh, we'll move on to, I think this will be a pretty good game. Uh, we kind of, we predict both these teams to go to the playoffs. Um, Miami at New England. New England is actually a three-point favorite here, uh, which is, I guess, it's probably because of because of recency bias, and we're we're seeing Mac play pretty well uh, recently in the preseason, and then Tua, he's looked better, not quite as good as Mac in the preseason, and then but we saw Tua last year struggle. But um, I don't know, man. I just I'm picking I'm picking Miami here to cover this. I mean, Mac Jones might play well but i think last season we kind of saw that the dolphins make it hard for rookie quarterbacks like they make it hard for young for young guys to really perform well and they throw a lot of confusing stuff at him brian flores is a really good defensive coach like that and so i just feel like it's not going to be an easy day at the office for mac um so i don't know i'd almost take miami just to win this outright so yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. I, Miami has a legit defense. Mac's not going to walk in there and, and just be able to to feel good and, and have a solid game. He's definitely – and they, they definitely could win. And Mac – I'm still very iffy on Mac. I don't know. I, I'm i Not that I think he's a bad quarterback, but I just think – I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about Mac Jones. I'll, I'll definitely be interested to see him throughout the season. I mean, he won the quarterback battle. Um, yeah, I think the Dolphins are going to win it. I, even if two is not great, which I don't expect him to be, I think the Dolphins still win it. So Gavin, what you were saying is, yeah, the Dolphins don't make it easy on young quarterbacks, but neither does Bill Belichick and Tua is still a young quarterback. I mean, still, he isn't, he hasn't even started 16 games in the league. So basically still in his rookie season. Fair point. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. It, that it is. I, yeah. I think that it's going to be a really tough day for Tua. I, I think we all, except Chris, think that he's going to be better this year. You know, Chris is such a big Tua hater. but <laughs> Big Tua hater, big Taysom guy. Yeah. The, the two things you need to know about Chris. <laughs> it's going to be on his tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Taysom uh, Hill or no. bust. <laughs> Taysom Hill or bust, yeah. No, I think, I, think, uh, I think the Patriots are going to win this game. I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to cover... Um, uh, it's a good point with covered, the Belichick a... against a young quarterback. Yeah. He really doesn't. He's historically never made it easy against first, second, even third-year guys. No. They've always struggled. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I think it'll be a good game. And I don't know if I'm sold on Mac Jones yet either, but I, I just think Tua's going to have a rough time week one, too. And I think that it's going to be a good week to be Chris. He's going to be very happy. He's going to be very smug with his low ranking of Tua. But I do Once think Tua, Tua will Tua breaks out one of, these, one of these weeks, yeah. Yeah, we'll shove it in his face. That's right. He's going to have one good week. <laughs> and we will not let him forget it. Well, this next this next matchup, I feel like some people might even predict this to be the AFC Championship. Um, now, not all not all people. This is not like a solidified take. I mean, there's several good teams in the AFC. But just the hype around this one team. We have we have Cleveland at KC. KC is a five and a half point favorite. And it kind of tells you something about the Kansas City Chiefs that like probably the third best team. Like, so it's like the Chiefs and the Bills and the Browns, like, and then obviously the Ravens. Um, those are probably like the four best. And then even like of the four best, Kansas City still a five and a half point favorite against Cleveland. Um, some of us have Cleveland as a, a 13 win team this year. So I don't know, but um, I'll kick it on over Connor. I feel like Connor's uh, 
I mean, we're all we're all think Mahomes is really good, but I feel like you're the resident Mahomes super fan here. So Connor just you, loves superstars. And that's kind of yeah, I love Josh not, Allen. I love Patrick I like Mahomes. Jacob Eason Peachman. <laughs> Jacob Eason's a superstar. Then. So so Con, Kansas City like has sometimes struggled covering like big spreads here, especially against good teams. Like hell, they even they won by two points to the Panthers last year. Um, not to just throw make the Panthers a part of this, but do you feel like they can comfortably cover the spread or are you going against your boy and take Cleveland? You know, when you put it like that, I feel like I can't go against the Chiefs. <laughs> I was initially going to say that usually week one, especially with, with good food, as I was saying before, with good teams, it's usually not going to be a blowout. So I was going to go Cleveland, but I feel like he kind of backed me to a corner. I've done uh, that twice I, this episode. I'm not meaning to do yeah, that. <laughs> you know, and, and I I feel like I, you know, I, I wasn't very wasn't a very strong take, you know, picking Cleveland. So I'll, I'll go with the Chiefs. I think they're, I guess, I, I don't actually think they're going to cover, but I think it's plausible. You know, obviously, you know, I love Patrick Mahomes. That's the way to I'm pick sure the I don't think this yeah. is actually going to happen, but. <laughs> but it might happen. Yeah, you know. I mean, I I was worried the Cowboys might get blown out week one, and, you know, look what happened there. We were all right on the Cowboys game. Uh, that was a big spread, though. Eight uh, half I mean, the, or eight was a big that spread. That was kind yeah. of massive spread for that. That was no, that was an insane spread. Yeah. I mean five and a half is a decent spread too. That's not I mean it's a yeah, it's a winning by a touchdown. That's yeah. that's not crazy. It's not crazy. No, no I, I I'll I'll go with Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is obviously great. I'm sure Andy Reid is looking to make up for and the Chiefs are looking up to make up for the embarrassment of the Super Bowl. So I think they're gonna come out hungry and you know, uh, maybe win by like seven eight points something like that maybe even nine maybe even maybe. nine well, that might be that might be pushing it kevin i'm not sure <laughs> i'm with you connor um i just feel like the browns defense is really good and i just feel like that we've seen their offense like last year was their ceiling in terms of offense and i don't expect baker to just keep stepping forward and keep stepping forward like i feel like we have seen what baker's got and he is good in that offense in the sense that he hands the ball off a lot, and the few throws that he does make, very similar to Kirk Cousins, like he does have some good throws, and he is able to manage the offense. But I don't think – I think – I just think Casey's still going to come out firing on all cylinders, um, and I just don't see the Browns keeping up as much. And I also hate the Browns, so that's a big part of this, not going to lie. So I'll, I'll gladly take the Chiefs. Yeah, we're all taking the Chiefs here. I want to pick Cleveland. I really do, but then do it. No, I don't though. Like I feel like five and a half. Like if it was like seven and a half, I mean that's that's a big spread. But I do feel like winning by touchdowns is not a big deal. But I mean, if it's whatever, I I, I think the Chiefs are a better team. But God, the Browns have such a good roster. They really do. But I still just think Mahomes and Reed, and it'll 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 be it'll be a great game. I really hope it's a great game. But I'm still gonna pick the Chiefs to cover. Even though I don't love it, whatever, locking it in. <sighs> Going from an exciting game to this shit pile, we got <laughs> <laughs> we got we got the Bridgewater led Denver Broncos at New York facing the Giants. Uh, Denver is a three point favorite here. Oh, God, you want y'all talk about Teddy Bridgewater? I'm over it. I think Denver's defense is going to be really good this year. I think the Giants' offense is already worrisome, and, you know, it just – especially going into Sunday, 
with Saquon, with Galladay still hammering some sort of injury. I think the combination of a, a not good offense and a pretty good defense is just not going to go in favor of the Giants. So I don't even want to touch the Broncos' offense too much. Teddy Bridgewater can just be his game manager self, and I think they will win by more than three points. Yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, I have no faith in the Giants, and I think it would be hilarious if the Giants lost this game because I think it's probably one of their maybe five or six winnable games this year. Two of those are also against the Eagles. Um, you know, fuck the Eagles again. <laughs> oh Just a side swipe. Yeah, side swipe. No reason. Um, unprovoked attack on the Eagles. Uh, I'm also gonna go with the. I'm also gonna go with the Broncos though, because also fuck the Giants. And you know, <laughs> Chris isn't here to defend. I mean, I don't you even know, think he would defend the Giants. Washington. Fuck the fuck the football team too. Uh, well, I like you know I like Dwayne Brown and Chase Young. I. Don't hate the Washington football team as much as I hate the Giants and the Eagles. Even though the Washington football team, there are actual competitors, so it's like a weird paradox. But I mean, like forever, no, I, it's been I feel the same about the Buccaneers. I don't even see the I don't even see the Brady led Buccaneers as like in the NFC South. I was talking to my friends about this the other day. Like I don't view them as a rival. Like I root for the Buccaneers because like I just want to see them be good, and I know the Panthers suck. So like. I hate the Saints and the Falcons, but I've never really felt any kind of particular way about the Bucks because they've always just been kind of bad. But now, like with Brady on the team, it's like it's almost like I just don't see it the same. And I don't know, maybe it's weird, but like if it's just if Patrick Mahomes were to like go to the Eagle, I don't know. It's it's I don't know. It's it maybe just is, is weird, but like Tom Brady like spending most of his career on the on the Patriots and then like spending his last like twilight years in on in Tampa. It's almost just like. He can have that. He can have the division for the next three years or however long he plays. And just, I'm not going to root against him. I don't, it's just so. Um, yeah, no, I definitely know the feeling of certain division rivals just aren't, aren't maybe not for P. Smitty. I don't know. Well, I guess maybe the Bengals. Like, do you really hate the Bengals, P. Smitty? In you hate the Bengals. Well, yeah, he yeah, hates I the do. Bengals. Yeah. They, they've always just played very dirty against the Steelers, especially in the years. Well, Font is perfect. Yeah. yeah he, he's kind yes. of the leading back. And Pac Man Jones, too, that one exactly. playoff game. Yeah. But oh, neither right. one of them are on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, don't, I, mean, I, I understand no the Ravens and the Bengals that I still. So the, it's weird. So I, Browns, I easily hate the most. The Ravens, like, I do not want them to win, but like, I respect them as a team. And like when they win, I'm like, God, that fucking sucks. I really want to win. But like best man wins same situation with the Browns. I say like, fuck the Browns. Like they are the worst. I don't even like them. Like, I don't even want to talk about this. I like, cannot respect their organization. Like I just cannot. And that's how I feel about the Browns, but I respect the Ravens. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I always liked Drew Brees. All right. We're, we're getting way off topic here. It's just, <laughs> we're getting way off topic. I'm taking, I'm taking the Broncos. Even with Teddy Bridgewater, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants won this one, but I feel like Denver's defense is really good, and the Giants just – the Giants have a, had a decent defense last year, surprisingly, but, oh, I don't know. I feel like this might be a game that Chris would pick the Giants just to just as an upset. But anyway, I actually – he sent it. He sent his picks. Do you guys know what he picked? Let's see. I didn't look. He picked the Giants. Yeah. Wow. He did, he did wow. pick the Giants. What a fucking so, homer, bro. Yeah. Um. I guess I should have been saying his picks. I kind of feel bad. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna go quickly go through his his picks. It was it was he picked Buffalo, he picked Carolina, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Atlanta, Chargers, San Francisco, Indy, Minneapolis, um, or Minneapolis, Jesus Christ, Minnesota, <laughs> Minneapolis, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miami, 
Cleveland, and then the Giants. All right, so now that you guys process all that, we're going to go to – this could be an interesting game. Uh, Green Bay at New Orleans. I feel like Green Bay is, is easily the better team. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites here. I just – it'll be – I really want to see Jameis play. And so that's why I'm going to be – I'm going to be tuning into this game. Um, they're playing in Jacksonville, right? Oh, because of the because of the hurricane. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, they're I, not I, in the dome and everything. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel like if, if it was breeze on the Saints, I might put yeah, more stock into that. Different. But I agree. Jameis has played his entire career in Tampa, so it's like, whatever. Um, I'm still gonna take Green Bay. I feel like I feel like just the, the NFC champion or in, well, they went to the NFC championship. I just I'm not gonna. I don't know three and a half points. I feel like they should be almost more of a favor than that because. Yeah. The, what the fuck do the Saints have? I mean, like, other than just hoping that Jameis is going to be efficient, they have nothing else. They, I what mean, is like, the, have, that's keeping them within three and a half here. Yeah, like, I, you I, can't even use home field advantage as like, a, oh, here, give them extra two points because of that because they really don't. I think the chaos of the Packers organization might be the, uh, and I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, it's Aaron motherfucking Rodgers. It is Aaron yeah. Rodgers, but I guess maybe like the chaos of the offseason. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'll be too much of a factor in this game. I'm also going to go with the Packers. You know, I think they're a much better team. I do yeah, think that it'll here. be an interesting game to watch to see how Jameis does. But I'm going to go with the Packers. I feel like Aaron Rodgers almost just wants to win as much as he can this season, win the Super Bowl, and then just say yeah, I think fuck. He'll be so determined, yeah. And then just say like, fuck you to the Packers, yeah, yeah, and then walk out the door, and like then go on to the Broncos or wherever, and then win another one. I don't know, but. I'm all, yeah, like I said, I'm taking Green Bay. You guys both took Green Bay, right? Yep. Yeah, we took yeah, Green Bay. Yeah, and then Chris also took Green Bay, so we're doing a clean sweep there. Um, back, our final big spread of this week, we got Chicago at Los Angeles. We got the Rams here. Just knowing that Dalton's going to start, I'm picking Los Angeles to cover the seven and a half point spread. And I'm really not even looking back at this. If Dalton can keep it close, good for him. But I just feel like even with this, the Rams losing their defensive coordinator and two other pieces, they lost what Troy Hill and John Johnson to the Browns. I don't know, dude. I still, they got Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's going to eat Dalton for lunch, like repeatedly, especially against that offensive line. It's just terrible. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care about this game enough. I really, I mean, it'll be cool to see Stafford in his in his new in his new uniform. That's that's really it. I, I'm, I don't, yeah. Yeah, same here. It's Dalton. I can't. I don't have any faith in Dalton going against a really good Rams defense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Rams too. No faith in the red uh, red rifle. I thought you were going to go the red the red rocket. I was about to <laughs> the red rifle. <laughs> no, I almost did. I was like, wait. Yeah, it's not, not right. the same thing at all. Yeah, it's not the same thing. No, I'm also going to go with the uh, the Rams. I do think it'll be interesting to see, you know, Matt Stafford and how he does with the Rams. I mean, you know, this is obviously one of potentially like if they if they play really well this week, if they really have this blowout, which I think we're all kind of projecting a little bit of a blowout here. I mean, seven and a half point spread. It's a pretty big spread. They could yeah. become favorites in the NFC or like rival the Packers there against the Buccaneers. So yeah. I think it'll be an interesting game, but I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, so this last game is this Monday night? Is this is this a Monday night yeah, game? Yeah, this is Monday night. Yep. This this line, to me personally, I don't understand this at all. Um, 
I'm almost, I'm just going to put this as my lock of the week. Not that this is like a super hot take, but just the line is just too good to, to not. We got Baltimore, I guess at Las Vegas. So maybe, but the thing is like with home field advantage, it just hasn't really been as much of a factor the last few years, even before COVID, even before there were no fans, like home field advantage has kind of been dwindling. Um, I don't know. So we're, Baltimore, Las Vegas, Baltimore is only a three and a half point favorite here. Derek Carr lost his entire offensive line. And I just, and the defense is still just so bad. Like what do you guys, am I alone here? Like, is this line just confusing to y'all? I mean, I, I don't know. Well, why do you think the Raiders are getting this close of a line? I mean, the Ravens have had a lot of their injuries and, in terms of throwing the ball, like they don't have, it's not really going to be there other than Mark Andrews and wh- who the fuck else is going to throw to Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Brown on my yeah. fantasy team. But that's uh, what they had last year, though. No, I know. I agree. It just, yeah, I, I agree that Lamar will will put this team on his back here and, and just run for whatever the hell he wants to on the Raiders <laughs> because he can. Yeah, and that's they will win because of it. I, I don't think the line is as crazy as you think it is, but I do agree that it should be a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I think I, I agree with Gavin. I think this is a pretty crazy line. I do think it's because, you know, the Ravens have had a historically unlucky preseason, losing, what, three running backs, uh, you know, losing uh, Rashad Bateman, too. So And Marcus uh, Peters. And Marcus Peters. So the Ravens have Arguably a tough preseason. Probably the most preseason. important of the three or the four. Yeah. Yeah, although I think Bateman would have been a potential. No, I agree, but it, you think of it in the sense that, like, they didn't have Bateman last year and – they were, they, still don't have yeah, they were fine. Yeah, they were fine. Yeah, I mean, but you know, Lamar Jackson's gonna—he's gonna dice up the Raiders' defense. Raiders have a bad defense, and they have no offensive line, and that's usually not a good way to win football games. So I'm gonna go with the Ravens. This does yeah. feel like a lock of the week. Yeah. So, well, that kind of that concludes our picks here. Oh, and then and then Mr. Raider. Um, Did he take him? He. T- no, no, he took he Baltimore. Not, there's no, no. Way. He, he has no faith in the Raiders either. Yeah, no, no, he, he took Baltimore, which I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Um, how you could take the Ra- I mean, even okay, I don't know, even if you think a line's not that crazy, I just don't know how you could bet on the Raiders here in prime time. Like, Derek Carr lost his entire offensive line and just going against the Ravens defense. I don't know, man, I just don't now. I mean, like last year, they they almost beat this so they did did they they did be the saints in prime time so maybe i don't know but it's just there's so much worse this year they didn't get better in any way so enough of shitting on the raiders they they shit on themselves mm-hmm. enough so um i think that's that's it right i mean yeah we're good just guys let us know if you thought this was like one of our best episodes ever and i don't know <laughs> why you would think that there's no particular reasons not like something or someone is just happens to be missing but please please let us know how much you enjoyed the episode yeah, for sure. So just just feel free to tell me how great of a host I am and like in the comment section below, like and subscribe for more. Um no, nah, but really, uh hopefully Chris Chris comes back with his negative test. That's what we're all praying for. And um so yeah, we will we'll see you guys next week uh with our with our topics and, and picks and all that. So stay tuned and looking forward to a fantastic NFL season. All right. Peace.